that you won't be wishing for dead right now. This is Mutiny Radio.fm. Thanks for tuning in. It's 6 o'clock on a Friday. What does that mean? It's time for happy hour. It's the happiest hour and 45 minutes of comedy that you'll find, especially when I'm in a good mood. How do you make host Pam Benjamin in a better mood? You buy her a beer or you give her a glass of wine. That is the best way to assure the happiness of your host for the next hour and 45 minutes. Comedians will take what they do with that information. That's what they'll do with that. You listen to Mutiny Radio here every Friday from 6 to 745. It's happy hour. Come down and visit us, 2781 21st and Florida Street. It's going to be awesome. It always is, every time, every week. Uh, and then we hope that you stick around for the 8 o'clock showcase, Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedians. Everyone does 10 minutes at least. Why? Because I like it when comedians actually do material. <laughs> or talk to you. Whatever. I like it when comedians do what they do. Uh, something that you should know is that um, the best set of happy hour gets a guest set on Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse. That's right. The best set gets a guest set. So, uh, hey, if you have any comments on who you think had the best set tonight during happy hour, give us a call, 415-550-0511, and say that's the comedian that should be doing 10 minutes later on tonight. Headliner Chris John. So, yeah, that's what's going on. We're listening to Bullets or Balloons, a cool punk band out of Portland in the fills tonight, and we're going to be right back with happy hour. Looks like tonight on Happy Hour that um, I hate to go against all my feminist roots, but we got a room full of pussies. No one wants to sign up first. Being a pussy is a sign of strength. You can make babies with that shit. Make men happy with that shit. Isn't that what it's all about, you guys? Making all the guys happy? That's what it's about. Uh, no one wants to be first. So you know what? Who's second is going first. You guys are in for a treat here. He's a hilarious guy. You're going to love the shit out of him. Put your hands together and clap them in a wild, slappy-like motion for FC Sierra. FC Sierra. Yeah, Pam. Oh, my God. Ooh, so delicious. Hello there, uh, you guys. What's, what's up? Uh, going to get right into it. Uh, I don't know... Uh, when you guys decided in your life that you were going to stop smoking weed with my brother. Uh, but I decided it recently. Um, I was uh, in Hayward, California with my brother at his house. Uh, and Hayward is a cool place to hang out in after you're done huffing gas. Pretty cool. Uh, but we were making fun of his dog. We were high making fun of his dog. His dog got his balls taken away. We thought it was funny. And we were like, oh shit. His dog loved his balls. That was his favorite thing in the world. What does he have left? Wait. What do women dogs have? Hey, Google. And we decided to ask. I don't know why I typed that into the search every time. Hey, Google. Do female dogs have a clitoris? Uh, decided to Google this. When it comes back uh, to the Google search, it's actually a local search for other people in Hayward, California that have similar questions about this uh, part of human life or dog life. Uh, and turns out the second hit on that 
Google search is a message board for people that have questions about having sex with their dogs and the people that have information for those questions. First question on the board. Hey, I've been having sex with my lady dog for the last few weeks. Just wondering, is there any way I can make it more pleasurable for her? Second post on that board. Actually, female dogs don't have a clitoris. Chances are, if you're having sex with your lady dog, she doesn't like it very much. Information. Third post on that board. I've been having sex with my dogs for 36 years. If you can't make your lady dog come when you're fucking her, then you don't belong owning that animal. This went on for four and a half pages that we read all of, after which me and my brother were like, dude, we went too fucking deep. Let's just type, you guys are sick, and then spend the rest of the night clicking clear history on Google. It was a nice night, uh, but you learned, uh, maybe you don't get high with my brother, because sometimes you have questions about dog clitorises, and sometimes people in Hayward have the answer. It's a weird thing. I grew up uh, going uh, and working in underground mainline construction, tearing out sewers and replacing them uh, around real men, guys that would jump into a sewer that was filled with poop water 10 feet up and pull out a plug, come in, and you see bubbles coming up, and they jump out of the, the whole hole, and 10 minutes later, they're eating a burrito their wife made him earlier that day, like a real fucking man. Uh, and the, the coolest guy I ever met taught me a lot about being a man. He was a taught me about being a father, a guy named Don Relas. He grew up in uh, a place in Mexico where they make all the moonshine. So basically from the time you're a, a little alcoholic child to the time you're a little alcoholic adult, you drink one moonshine, 70% liquor, and you have black teeth. He had black teeth when I met him. And later in time, he got the construction job. He was living a great life. He had dentures put into his thing. Anyway, he was telling me about uh, one time in his life uh, earlier, when he was 15 years old, he was in his hometown, and he was having sex with a sheep. It was a lady sheep. Don't fucking judge. Uh, anyway, uh, it was a lady. He was having sex with a lady sheep. And anyway, I found out that uh, lady sheep, by Googling, that lady sheep have 98% of a female human vagina. Are you telling me you will have sex with a, a, a lady, and she has 98% of a regular vagina? You're going to be like, no, dude, this is too fucking weird. I think it's a sheep vagina. No, you appreciate what you have. He only knew his mom and that sheep. So that's a good choice of what vagina to have. Anyway, he's having sex with a sheep. Not his first time having sex with a sheep. As he's doing it, he hears a noise behind him. He perseveres through the noise like a fucking free throw shooter going through the crowd and he finishes off as he finishes off he hears the noise behind him again he turn extracts himself from the 98% turns around and he sees his dad right in front of him holding a shovel as he looks at his dad his dad swings a shovel over his face hits him in the head and he's knocked out on the floor for who knows how long as he wakes up he sees his dad standing over him still holding the shovel and he asks his dad why'd you do that uh, and his dad you know observationally he's like well you were fucking that cheap uh and he was like yeah but but you knew that uh and he was like yeah that's a good point uh but i knew uh that you were fucking that cheap and i knew that it wasn't your first time fucking that cheap but i let you finish and i feel like that means something about being a father uh i don't know what exactly uh but but I feel like that means something about being a dad. I don't know. Uh, you you learn about manhood. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Uh, but before I get off, I I just want to give tribute to a, a friend that passed away recently. Uh, my friend Gary. Uh, he overdosed on rocks, or uh, more specifically, uh, he died in a cave collapse. Uh, just too much of them fucking rocks, Gary. Uh, all right.
Too bad. Anyway. FC Sierra. Too many rocks. I think he was trying to lead us to crack rocks. It was a misdirect. Uh, hey, your next comedian, no misdirection here. Uh, he wants me to pronounce his name in a way that makes me know that he is currently cel- celebrating Chaka Kanaka. I don't know if you guys are celebrating that too. It's where Chaka Khan comes out and gives you presents for seven or eight days. That happens. Uh, actually, hey guys, give put your hands together. It's Jakob V. <laughs> That, yeah. Good evening, everyone. How we doing? Awesome. You know, it doesn't surprise me that people in Hayward <laughs> have a vast knowledge and understanding of sheep fucking because, you know, Hayward is just a weird place. I actually grew up there, di- didn't ever partake in that kind of crazy stuff. But there was a whole bunch of weirdos, you know, growing up. This guy used to walk up my street all the time just wailing, wailing. I don't know if he was crying because his sheep left him or whatever, but uh, he just, uh, I want God to take me in my sleep. No one loves me. And he'd just cry on our fence. And, you know, I didn't have cable or anything, so it was just the best sort of entertainment ever. We'd just go outside, and someone had a flip phone that had video on it. We'd just take, he's like, it's not funny. Oh, God. Yeah, some fun time. There's this other lady who was crazy, and we called her Crazy Lady. And uh, yeah, she was like real, she'd always, it's, did the mail come? Did the mail come? And uh, no, 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 the mail is never going to come for you because you don't live here. Why would mail, you, I don't even know if you have a permanent residence, why would you have mail? Any, it's just, Hayward's just a weird place. One time she almost got raped underneath the bushes outside my sister's bedroom window. It was a traumatic month for her. She had like a shootout occur and she had to call 911 like three times. And I was just like, wow, you need to go to college. Get out of here. It's not that bad though. Aside for the sheep fuckers or the whatever. But uh. I was watching the news recently, and Cron uh, 4, and there's this, there's a story about the uh, sideshows that are taking place in Oakland. I don't know if you're familiar with what sideshows are. It's like a Bay Area thing. Oakland is very well known for it. It's where a lot of people gather in mass in their cars and do donuts, and they just create anarchy. And uh, I just thought, like, wow, you know, it's nice to see that Oakland is good at things other than attracting bandwagon NBA fans, you know? And... Uh, and uh, Bay Area Warriors, yeah, I know. I get I, they're they're playing. Oh, they're the Golden State, so technically they're the whole. They're representing the whole state, but you know, Oakland. You know, they want to move to San Francisco. Seriously though, what they're playing right now? I don't want to jinx them, but what is Steve Kerr dead? I don't know. Like, I think he just might be dead. Like, can we at least get a little uh, video chat, like a a Vine or something, of him rehabbing? I mean, they're just like, yeah complications to, it wasn't back surgery, it was spinal surgery. I think that's a little bit more severe than back surgery. I don't know, it's just so many more implications. I just, I wonder about the guy. They're just playing way too hard for everything to be okay with that guy, you know? There's just something we, there's something we don't know. (laughs) There's something, no, Draymond plays that hard all the time. He's, he's just a tough guy. Tough guy. He's tough. People get run over by motorcycles in his hometown. You hear about that one at the parade in Saginaw? They're like, Draymond is the best. We're going to celebrate in Saginaw, Michigan, because there's nothing ever to celebrate, because we're in Saginaw, Michigan. And this fucking guy ripped through the parade, going 120 on a motorcycle, and killed two girls. Yeah, had to sacrifice two innocent lives to celebrate Draymond. I mean, I don't think it's worth it. Anyways, I grew up playing basketball. Um, You know, 
I realized that growing up, I got yelled at more by black men than my own father. And like, I was okay with it. I was like, dad, stop. Coach Vince is a deacon. Like, you just can't, you can't lay into me like he can, you know? And <laughs> it just, it was fun. But uh, you just, you can't, you can't really understand, you know, like race relations and all that stuff unless you spent time around a, a person of color or a black gentleman who lived in the time where like he had to be bused to different schools and he just genuinely hated white people. He just can't, I, oh, you're hurt? Give me that ladder, boy. They're like, what the hell is this? You can't, we're at school right now. I told my mom, she's like, do you want me to call the principal? It's like, no, no, it's just what they do because coaching is just like, it's just sanctioned, organized, structured child abuse. That's really what coaching is. And that's why I, that's why I got out of it. And now I'm hanging out at Mutiny Radio because it's just not right the things they, the pressure they put on these kids is just too much nowadays. God damn it. Anyways, it's been fun, you know. It's been real fun. Great way to start my Friday night. I'm going to go hang out at a bar somewhere and then be back later. Woohoo, thanks for having me. Awesome. Jakob V. Huzzah! Warriors fan, longer than the rest of us. So hopefully they win their 24th game tonight, uh, which would make it a 28-game streak. They're definitely going after uh, some records here. They already have beaten a bunch. I'm on the bandwagon, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. I like a winning team. Who doesn't like a winning team? Uh, your next comedian, he's definitely on the winning team of comedy. If there's any team that has winners, this guy is on it. He runs a great show every Saturday at 222 Hyde. You guys should go check it out. And right now, you need to clap your hands wildly for the amazing Richard Sarvante. Yay! Hello. Hi. Hey. Dude, <laughs> Jacob, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's actually how you pronounce your name. Oh, okay. I thought you were celebrating that Shaka Khan thing she was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the Shaka Khan holiday? It's it's Shaka Kanaka. It's 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 oh. Hanukkah, except that um, black women come into your house and uh, steal your jewelry. Ooh, that's yeah, very festive for for eight days. <laughs> for a whole eight days. For a different black woman every day. I don't know. Huh. When I went upstairs, the jewelry was on the table. When I went downstairs, they were gone. I don't know what had happened, but something has got to be ditched. <laughs> I like that voice. Shaka Kanaka. I'll start your time right now since I just wasted all your oh, time. Oh, no, I was trying to waste time because I don't have any material. <laughs> all right. Well, well Yaka, I mean, your voice is very soothing. It's like, it, it doesn't it kind of sound like the dad from King of the Hill? <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Voice is so amazing. Dating in San Francisco is very strange. No, totally. It's like soothing. I could, if you would sing me to sleep at night, that'd be amazing. Well, yeah, like go to sleep, my baby. <laughs> oh man. Uh, San Francisco is changing, guys. I saw a homeless guy wearing a Google T-shirt. It's a sign of the times. Uh, he was wearing a Google t-shirt. I don't know, maybe he works for the, the Street View team? <laughs> Thank you for the delayed response, Allison. I appreciate that. He, he only takes pictures of that like one spot over and over and over again. 
Oh man, where, where are you guys from? Pleasant Hill. Yeah. How can you come back with the rent prices, man? I know. I where, here where do you live? Like here? No, Visitation Valley. Visitation Valley. That's not. Yeah, Visitation Valley sounds very temporary. The valley. It doesn't take much to make you guys laugh here. I don't know. I, I doubt I'm instigating this. Uh, what else is going on? Let's see. I am from India. Originally. But I was born in San Jose. <laughs> I don't, you guys just don't seem, you don't seem very coherent. I don't <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't feel like it's time for a logical conversation. Okay, here. All right. He, here's my impression of uh, Pac-Man dying. Okay. <laughs> D don't build it up too much. Don't build up. Come on. Let me just do it. <clears throat> All right. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's my only talent. Like, I don't know, some guys are really good at basketball, some guys, you know, have like perfect jaw structure. This is it. Like, what do you mean, like, like what? It doesn't, like, if I put my lips against a girl's clitoris and just. I haven't. Oh, okay, okay, wow. Yeah. I will experiment the next time I have the chance. I will report back probably in three months. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to do some research, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad to be here. I hate, I hate working. It sucks. Me too. I don't work anymore. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> no. Like, cause look, I'm a comedian. Like, I gotta talk. I do work. I do have a job. I take care of my niece, and I'm like teaching the ABCs and the one, two, three, and all that. You know, so I'm That's. Not, yeah. And I get paid for that while my sister works. So. Wait, wait, wait. Are you? Oh. Wait, wait, wait. You, you can, you can sign up and do some time if you want. Uh, yeah. Well. Sorry, I don't mean it. Well, I'm just going with you. I'm just going with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I wonder if you can stick to that. Uh, no, here's the thing. No, but I, my, my nephew is learning letters too. Like, you know, like, he, but he's learning like zoophonics, like A is for alligator, B is for bear. But he told me uh, I is for inchworm. Like, well, like, what kind of zoo is that? I know. <laughs> what kind of zoo? <laughs> like, it feels like a zoo that's fallen on hard times. You know, like. Like ever since the government cut funding for zoos, had to get rid of the iguanas. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> it's it's fine. No, it's fine. I, this is as good as my set was gonna be. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I, the, the homeless Google guy shirt, that's the only new joke I've written in three weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm, real, I'm glad I got to do that. Um, yeah, like, uh, okay, let me do this. Uh, you know how like, people sound, they try to sound smart, they say things like, uh, eat to live, don't live to eat. Right, it sounds smart. Or like if they say things like, uh, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. <laughs> right? So I've been trying to do that because it sounds smart. But I haven't been having much success. Like my friend said, we're going to win this game or we're going to die trying. And I was like, if you die trying, then you tried to die. <laughs> he, was, he was like, no, not really. No. My other friend lost his job and he's like, I, I got laid off. And I was like, well, if you got laid off, then you're off to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys have been awesome. Thank you very much. Richard Cervante, keep it going for him. He's off to get laid. Fantastic. Awesome. You guys are listening to the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm every Friday from 6 to 7.45 p.m. Followed by Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. I'm your host, Pamtastic. Who comes up next? All right. When he leaves again from L.A. Anyways, we should just talk about his material. He's a funny guy. And uh, he's been, I've been enjoying his sets very much lately as I've been seeing him at Brainwash. So clap your hands wildly, everybody. It's Chris Ville. <laughs> Uh, let's see, what do I want to work on today? It's all right. Uh, anybody else here ever think about, um, uh, you know, you know, Killing yourself, yeah, that whole thing. Okay, you got it, you got it, yeah. You got, you're very intuitive, Richard. That was good, very good. Usually people, they don't get it till the end. They're like, oh, wow. You got it too? Nice. Good logical connection. People here are smarter than in LA. That's good, that's good, all right. Um, yeah, I used to. It was, it was a good time. It got, got me a lot of places. It got me a scholarship, so I was happy about it. You know, if you're, if you're bi, Latino, and depressed, you'll, you'll get a lot of money for college, you know? You'll be fine. Really? All right. They're very good. And uh, like, honestly, when that happened, I was like, dude, I could win American Idol now. Like, just with this story, like, I, I'm going to make it. Just do the voice, whatever. I'm good. American Idol is canceled now. It's, fuck, I don't want to win the voice. I want to win American Idol, but he left it. I have priorities about my reality shows. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, that was, I remember one time when, when that was happening, I, I went to this suicide prevention. Uh, uh, it's it's weird. It's weird to say suicide and festival in the same sentence, but it kind of was. It was like a suicide prevention festival, you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I went. I don't really know why. I guess just to like contribute to the voices that say "don't kill yourself" instead of the ones that say "kill yourself" like I usually do, and also just free pizza. You know, I was just fuck it. So I went, and I was expecting like my people, you know? Like people that, that are alive, but then are like fucking psyched about it, you know? Like they get like, oh, it'll get better, I guess, but they're just living. And, but when I went in, like I did this fucking rush of energy went over me, like fucking penetrated my skin. I'm like, ah, this is, they were too heavy. The people there, like the people there saw the like life as the glass is half full when I just don't think there's a glass at all, you know? It's just everything's shattered, it's broken. I was like, this is, ah, I just wanted my people around here. And then, it was so crowded too. I remember like, I couldn't breathe. 
I was like inside, I was like trying to get small, I was trying to just be like, I never felt more suicidal than when I was at a suicide prevention festival. Like that was, that was like fucking thing, like seriously. I remember I was like, I was like fucking about to cry. I remember I looked up and I saw like the prevention hotline thing. I was like, I should call them. But then I, I looked around like one of these people are probably gonna answer, I'll just make it worse. I don't want these people to help me. So like, if you're thinking about doing that shit, don't go to a suicide prevention thing. It will just become an advocacy probably. You'll just end up doing it. Um, I have a, I love my grandpa. You guys have grandfathers here? Still alive, shit? No? Um, yeah, I have, my grandma died, but, man, my, my, I still have one grandpa. No, that's all right, no. But, wait, were you calling your grandpa a stupid ass bitch? Yeah. Fuck yeah! Nice, that's good. I like my grandfather, you know? I, I really do. I really love him, like, like, he only speaks Spanish, so I can barely talk to him at all, you know, so <laughs> one less person to have to communicate with. And we also, had, like, share a birthday. We were both born on February 25th, and we'd always, like, celebrate together. We'd go we'd throw a party. Anytime he saw me, he'd, he'd, he'd punch me on the shoulder and call me Christian Power. That was his nickname for me. I don't know why. Just My full name's Christian, I guess, Christian Power. And then. But what really made me adore him is when... My mom let me in on some information about him. Um, she, she told me that when my grandfather, okay, well, okay, she was pregnant at 17, and when she told her dad that he was going to become uh, my granddad, he, he, he offered to pay for my abortion, and I fucking. <laughs> I fucking, I fucking love him for that, you know? That's like the best thing in the world. Like, I think he just, he was just trying to help out, you know? I think he knew, like, he was like, Patti, listen, this kid, he's, he's gonna wanna fucking die. Just let, save some money on therapy, get it over with now, put the hanger in there, I know. We just, I'll save you some I'll make up for that time I wasn't there. Like, that's honestly, now I think back on all the times he gave me a punch on the shoulder, he called me Christian Power. It was like just him trying to get rid of me still in his old man age, just like, by the power of Christianity, fucking die. It's an empty room, it's dark, but it's okay, I wanted to do it. Um, no, but I'm happy, I'm stronger because of that. I am stronger. Like, I know now that because of what my grandfather did, like, if I ever have a daughter and she gets pregnant at 17, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that she gets an abortion. That's terrible. I just tell her to fucking do it. Okay, that's it for me, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Suicide and abortion finally together in the same joke. Thanks to Chrisville. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, up next, we have a, a comedian. He's a new comedian, but he has luscious long locks and funny jokes. So please clap for both of them. Let's objectify him together. It's Steve Rush. Give it up for my locks, guys. You guys wish you had this hair, huh? Just playing. Uh, I'm just going to do a couple funny uh, or weird stories, I guess. Not doing material. Um, when I was in high school, me and my buddies, because like at high school, they're trying to like stop the bullying. Like, they're, like that's a thing now. They're like trying not to happen anymore. So they have these like hotlines. And your thing just kind of made me think of what you were saying, the suicide. Uh, so they have like these bully hotlines where you call up and you tell them about your problems, right? And uh, me and my buddies, like a couple of us, we were in like 10th grade. And we uh, we start calling up the bully hotline, like acting like we're fucking getting bullied, and uh, we call every day for like two months, 
We're just making up shit. My name's like Jacob. My friend's name is like Willie or whatever. And we're just making up shit, right? And we're just, my fucking family's killing, like they're beating me. And then like my friend's saying like, oh, my family's racist. They don't make me food and they don't feed me. And then... And then my other friend's making up, like, he's using, like, a weird-ass name, like, you know, Roger Dodger, something that rhymes. And then it's all, so we have, like, this thing. And so uh, we just keep calling every day, every day, every day for, like, two months. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, one of my friends, because, like, we did this, like, separately at each other's, like, we, I, he would do it at his house, do it at my house. He would do it at his house. And uh, one of my friends was, like, it got really serious that they were there, like, uh, what's your address because we need to like send help and uh, my friend sent uh, one of my other friends address and fucking people showed up to the other person's address and he's like are you and he gave him the name too and he's just like like what wh- what are you doing here and they're like well uh, you've been calling us for the last two months and they had it all on record like because I guess they record them they keep them in there it's fucking terrible but like I didn't get ratted out but uh Thank God, right? Jesus. I kind of I kind of felt bad because like the people we were talking to were like they like that was their, like that's their job. They got paid. So this they would go home freak the fuck out like these people are going to kill themselves. Like that's how far we would take it. We're like I'm going to end this shit. Don't make me do it. I'll fucking you know, we make like clicking noises of the gun like we're playing Russian roulette. <laughs> no, I did, we didn't do that, but that would be funny if we did. We didn't get that creative. We're in 10th grade, you know. It's kind of fucked up. Uh that's another fucked up story. Uh, I don't know. In like ten, or I was like, I was like second grade. I'm I'm like kind of dumb for this, uh, like a little bit. Uh, in second grade, I used to think like, cause there used to be like a retarded, like special ed, like kids, and uh, they would always be at like recess, and like I always see them, and I just I wouldn't know. I just like, oh, they're just. I didn't know that was like a term, like special ed was not a thing. I just thought they were kids, and they just acted, you know, weird, and. Uh, and I would see them every day, but like they would, like they kind of look weird. And so I would walk by them every day, and I would like hold my breath, oh, <laughs> because I didn't want to like get whatever they had. <laughs> it's fucked up, but ah, oh, Jesus! I've never told anybody that. I've never told anybody that. I'm opening up to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What other fucked up stories? Do they really have a suicide like meeting like that? Like an AA meeting or? A parade for suicide? <laughs> Just fucking celebrate death, huh? That'd be weird. That'd be funny if you like showed up with like a noose, like a failed attempt at fucking suicide. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I fucking I don't know what else to talk about. Burn through that. Um, oh, I was gonna tell you that little uh, whatever that is. What is that like Mario Kart or whatever? What is that noise? What's that shit? Woo, 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 woo. What is that? Pac Man. There you go. I know. I knew it was something like that. You, do you do that like when you're having a bad set? Just like you say like a shitty joke and then. Woo, 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 woo. Have you ever done that? Oh, uh, like blah blah blah. Woo, 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 woo. Just like let it. I don't know. That's what I would have done. Uh, am I the only one that's getting tired of baby boomers? <laughs> I'm getting tired of them. Every time I see like a 65-year-old man or like a 75-year-old woman, they're always fucking up lines in Target. 
you know? Just confused, like, how do you work the debit machine? Get the fuck out of line. How about that, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hate him. Terrible. All right, guys, that's five minutes. We're making this tight, okay? All right, guys, thank you. Steve Rush advocating suicide for baby boomers everywhere. Time to off yourself, suicide. Wise uh, baby boomers. Having a sense of humor about suicide. That's what we're going to call this podcast today because everybody seems to think that killing yourself is hilarious. It's a room full of comedians. And your next comedian is, is no exception, although he's young enough and has a bright enough future. He's tall. He's good looking. I beg you, don't kill yourself. Put your hands together. Help him not kill himself by clapping wildly. It's Calvin Albright. Just be what you really need and be. Amazing sweater, by the way. Scrum Trillessen sweater. Cardigan, please, please. Cardigan. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Oh my. <laughs> Better than any joke I'm going to tell tonight. I should just close with that. <laughs> oh, man. I had a weird start to my day today. I had one of those dreams that wakes you up panicky. Because I was walking with someone, and I saw, like, a car that was parked, like, halfway up the wall. Like, like how, would you, how would you lean, like, a skateboard against a wall? It looked like that. And I go, that's not how a person parks a car. And then my mind goes, yeah, it's how a gorilla parks a car. And a gorilla starts chasing me, and I wake up terrified. Gorillas, man. <laughs> that was a bad way to start a day. Dreams fuck with me like that. Like, I believe that they're, like, prophetic in some kind of way. You're, like, subconscious trying to tell you something. Like, I had this one dream a while back where this... This guy was... I was alone in an auditorium, and there was this guy on stage. That is the funniest part. I'm, it's just all downhill from here. <laughs> and he was rapping about mustard. And he, and he rapped about mustard for, like, a good half an hour. It was dream time, but it still went on for a long fucking time. And I woke up extremely confused because, like, what is my brain trying to tell me by having this guy rap about mustard? And the fucked up thing is, like, I wrote that rap and then told it to myself, and then I couldn't remember any of it. What lesson am I supposed to learn from that? Am I supposed to get into mustard-based rap? Do I not eat enough sandwiches? Is my condiment game lacking? Oh, man. While we're on the subject of rap, though, <laughs> guys, it's Rap Lyric Corner. This is where I try out my la rap lyrics I wrote, because I've been trying it. OK, OK. Girl, you can call me Teddy Roosevelt, because I speak softly, but I carry a big dick. <laughs> God, that one. You can call me George Washington, because I can never tell a lie. I'm rich as fuck. <laughs> I'm in the club, Ben Abraham, drinking emancipating bitches with my four score. Eh, that one's not done yet, but apparently they're all about presidents. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> guys, gay marriage. Gay marriage, guys. Yeah, uh, gay marriage. I'm down for that. I mean, it's already happened. This joke is very timely, but I just wrote it last week, so I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to get mad. I have a feeling that. No, no, no. It's totally pro. It's totally pro. Like, no, no, remember when the, the ads, remember the ha ads they had that were just like, <laughs> yo, but remember the ads they had that were like, how are we going to tell our kids? It just hit me how stupid that is, because we literally have to tell our kids everything. We literally have to tell them where the sun goes at night. You have to tell them that there's a cold, vast Arctic wasteland thousands of miles away with birds that don't fly but swim. Um, and you can't just work in like 
some dudes marry dudes and girls marry girls sometimes. I think that's fucked up. Just throw it in there with like, boom, we went to the moon. Sometimes girls like girls and guys like guys. Fucking the president got shot. Uh, do your homework or I'll kill your favorite pet. Uh, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> guys, Houdini got punched to death. Houdini got punched to death, guys. Not, that doesn't get brought up enough. Some dude just punched Houdini to death while he was asleep. <laughs> yeah, Houdini got fucking punched to death, man. That's the whole joke. Just Houdini got fucking punched to death, man. Uh, my friend said he was feeling suicidal the other day. I said that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> uh, he said he was having a problem with the synagogue next door. <laughs> sounds like a G God damn it. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go to one-liners. Fuck it. My brother tried to kill me last week. Thank God he wasn't able. Or I should say, I wasn't able. Oh, Boom. The Bible. Uh, I bet the guy who named the cockroach had a weird looking cock. <laughs> uh, it's hard to pretend women don't shit after you've paid them to do it on you. Oh man, oh man, what's a good way to end this? What do I have written down? Oh, the weirdest. Uh, when I drink, I like to take it to the limit. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, I recently found my new limit a few weeks ago drunk with a good friend of mine. We are like, okay, how weird can we get? So we listened to black box recordings to muted porn. And that is a hangover you cannot sleep off. I am changed forever because of that. It's fucking, don't do that guys, it's fucked up. Calvin Albright. This is the Nutcracker Suite. This is, this is, I, I'm bringing you off with the Nutcracker Suite, dude, because I love your sweatshirt so much. This is the Nutcracker. It's Christmas time, and Al Calvin Albright knows it. Clap again, assholes. Clap for Calvin. Don't make anyone kill themselves tonight, okay? It's a little bit of beautiful music. Uh, hey, your next comedian. You probably want to make beautiful music with her. Uh, she's a lovely human being and a very funny lady. And I still, every time I think of her, I love your name. I'm so sorry about everything that happened to junior high. I don't know you from junior high, but I was the person that made fun of you mercilessly. I was writing you notes. I was like, you hooker. You are such a hooker. You guys love her up right now. Clap wildly. It's Allison Hooker. Hey guys. Yeah, my name's Allison Hooker. Like the profession, that's true. What? Yeah, dead serious. So um, for work, I, uh, I teach adults how to, how to speak English as a foreign language because I lived abroad and speaking English was a skill. And then I, I had some experience and I just, I didn't professionally develop beyond that. So that's what I do. Um, but a lot of my job is sort of like helping people adapt to this culture. And in San Francisco, it's combating homophobia. I'm constantly just trying to help my students through that whole phase. So um, I went to Folsom Fair this year. You guys know about Folsom Fair? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, Folsom Fair is cool. But like, for those of you who don't know, it's not like gay pride. It's, it's more like whips and chains and chokeholds and collars and... I mean, I'm pretty hard to shock because I grew up in the Bay. 
But I lasted like five minutes. I like cruised into Folsom and a guy just, he just came. He, he came in the street. And I was like, wow, whoa, okay, shocking. But I, I kept walking in and there were like three guys kneeling in a kiddie pool to get peed on. And I was like, you know what? Why am I here to judge people? And so I left. I mean, I, I, I whipped a girl in a, tied up like in a horse outfit first because I didn't want people to think I was judging them. And then I left. But on Monday morning, I went back to my class and I was asking my students how their weekend went. And uh, we're going around and I have this brand new student from Saudi Arabia. And he was from like a small village in Saudi Arabia. And I asked him how his first weekend in San Francisco went and I saw the blood just like run from his face. And I was like, oh shit, he went to Folsom. And so he went like straight from like full hijab, women in full hijab to like men dancing in assless chaps, just like straight in. So here I am trying to like, you know, assimilate him into our culture, get him used to having like women that are not covered in the same class and, and then accepting that being gay is not just legal, but it's accepted and, and, and everything in our culture. And I had to skip all that and just jump straight to like helping him accept Folsom Fair. <laughs> but I tried, I was like, you know, uh, men getting peed on in kiddie pools is a way to show that they're proud of who they are. You know, like, like dick sucking trains is an expression of love. <laughs> you know, like, like public anal plunging is freedom. I, I was trying, it was hard, it was hard, but I was trying, you know, bringing him there. But I think it's funny, like in the, in the Bay, we have this tendency to like really romanticize people who are from other places. Um, so like if you're anything other than from here, that it's, it's just so cool. So I lived in Brazil for a long time and um, imported a now useless ex-husband. But uh, we used to cruise around San Francisco speaking Portuguese together, so people would assume I was Brazilian. And their faces would like light up. They'd be like, wow you're from Brazil? And when I'd be like, oh no, I grew up around here, their faces would like physically fall. Like, I was such a disappointment, you know? And uh, my ex got all kinds of stupid credit for just being Brazilian. Like, people would meet, meet us and be like, oh my gosh, you're Brazilian, that's amazing. Like, everybody's just so happy and they're like dancing all the time. And I'd be like, I don't know, he's just kind of like a dude. Like, he has his regular mood swings and it's not really that into dancing. There's like a lot of like really rough areas in Brazil. Like people, not everyone's like that happy. But um, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I love that noise. <laughs> but I went home with a guy, you know, it happens. And um, the next morning we're walking down the street and he goes, you know, when I met you, I thought you were half black because I have, curly hair, so I get, I get funny questions about what I am. And I just thought that was such like a, he goes, I thought you were half black and I really like mixed girls. And I was like, okay, that's kind of like a funny thing to say. Like, he was black, if that makes a difference, I don't know. But uh, I thought that was just an odd thing to say. And uh, then I started thinking like, <laughs> at what point did he realize I was white? You know, because we had never had that conversation. We had never had a conversation. So I, was, I asked him, I was like, well, uh, uh, when did you realize that I was just white? And he goes, well, when I took your shirt off and saw your pink nipples. 
And I, <laughs> yeah. So it's a fun bathroom. So he goes, uh, when I took your shirt off and saw your pink nipples, and I was like, you've been disappointed since then? Like, we were still in the bar. Hey, Hogarth! <laughs> I was like, whatever. Your nipples were disappointing, too. They were unexpectedly big. Anyways, that's all I got for you guys tonight. She chose her nipples in bars, yay! Oh, fun stuff from Allison Hooker. Love it. It's a lady rock block right now, oh yeah! You thought you had too much dick on a Friday night? Well, it's time to scoochie on in to the lovely vagina part of the evening. I'm excited about your next comedian because she's so fucking hilarious. Um, you guys are gonna love her. Clap like you've never clapped before. It's Maggie Beasley! Like, I don't know what's going on in the bathroom, but I want in. <laughs> Get me in there. Yeah. No follow-up. Just oh, no. no, no. We're not gonna talk about there was a lot of yeah and there was a lot of no coming from behind that door. <laughs> um I also uh today um had someone mistake me for being from somewhere else. Um, I was having a job interview, and the job interview just started with, uh, I had maybe said just a couple things to her, but the, the woman interviewing for me, or interviewing me for the job started it by asking me, uh, she was like, your accent, uh, where are you, what country are you from? I have to ask before we get started. And I was just like, <laughs> like a really long time of like, am I gonna blow this interview with my answer? Do I say I'm from somewhere interesting or do I tell her that I'm from the Sacramento Valley? <laughs> like I, and then the rest of the interview, I just spin it like, where does she think I'm from? What, it, like, uh, should I be self-conscious about my voice for the rest of this interview? Uh, anyways, it doesn't really matter, I've just been just been thinking about that ever since. Like, where does she think I'm from? I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, I, well, this, so I, I grew up um, in uh, a family where, like, my dad was super protective of my other sisters. Um, but my parents, uh, my parents never gave me the sex talk. Uh, but my dad did give me the lesbian talk. <laughs> He was like, um, Maggie, I noticed that you've been playing softball for 12 years now. And I just have to ask, you know, what's, uh, uh, what's, uh, look, are you, uh, are you, so are you lesbian? <laughs> And I was like, Dad, um, I have, you obviously don't know me at all. Uh, I have been in love with David Bowie since I was five years old, ever since I saw The Labyrinth. With <laughs> yeah, he was, the magic was dancing. <laughs> the magic was really dancing for me in those tights. Really um, awakened up my five-year-old sexuality. Um, 
Uh, but and my dad uh, like didn't believe me, um, which I guess like if your daughter tells you that she's in love with Jared Jareth from the Labyrinth, you should probably be like worried that she's gonna be in a lot of abusive relationships. That's like a really big flag. Like he gets the girl by being like stealing her baby brother and being like, do what I say. All I ask is that you love me. Just do what I say. Um, but what? Yeah, that is how, that's exactly, yeah, that was some lines from the movie. Uh, (laughs) um, But I I was, like, trying to tell him, like, I'm not, but, like, it's good to know you would love me conditionally anyways. Um, uh, And so I was, like, he was, like, no, I know, like, I know how it works. Like, Rosie O'Donnell just acted like a softball player in a league of their own, and she became a lesbian. (laughs) And I was like, Dad, that is not, that, that's not how it works. Um, anyways, I, I live in the Tenderloin, and I see a lot of people that poop their pants. <laughs> that's like one of the things I see there. It, it just looks like they sat in a jar of crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> um, and uh, I really like it when people say they pooped their pants. Uh, because what they mean is like they pooped in their pants. But what I'm hearing is that they ingested their genes. <laughs> like they've ingested their genes and they've passed their genes through their body and like pooped their genes out their poop hole. Like that is, <laughs> that is a lot. If someone does that, like even if it's kids' genes, like wadded up kids' genes, that's still like a football size. That's more than anything I've ever experienced. Like, to do that and not get pink sock or something, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so I've never, I've never pooped my pants. Um, but, yeah, but I, uh... Have you been pregnant? No. No, I haven't been pregnant. Uh, but, yeah. Call the doctors and the governor. <laughs> been pregnant three times. We need to get the news. Um, but I have pooped the bed, is what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, I have pooped to the bed. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't think I'm going to have time to finish that joke. Oh, by all means. We need to get to the bottom of this. What yes, happened? Okay, I'll try to finish it. But anyways, like, you're probably like, maybe she had a fever. Like, kids have, or something. Um, but no, I had, I had gotten out of the shower, and I was sitting on my sister's bed, wrapped up in a towel, and um, just having a conversation, making eye contact with someone. Like, have you ever pooped making eye contact with someone? Like, no decent person does that. It doesn't matter what age you are. Like, once you're out of diapers, you should not be making eye contact yeah. with people when you poop. I agree with that. And, um, and my brain... I, <laughs> um, yeah, and my brain, as I'm sitting having a conversation with my sister, was like, hey, um, Maggie, like, you really, you gotta poop. You gotta go poop. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll just one I'm gonna finish the conversation. I'll get it. And my brain was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, no, you really have to poop. Like, you're crowning. You're, you really should go poop. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, no, I, I, can, I think I can hold it. I'm just going to let her finish. 
my brain was like, okay, okay, um, well, like, Maggie, you really, you pooped. <laughs> like, you have pooped on the bed. Like, my six-year-old brain didn't realize until it's too late. I pooped on the bed. And, uh, and, um, well, you would at least come out on top loving, you have to love yourself still. Um, so, uh, but the whole time I'm, like, trying to make eye contact with my sister to, like, I, I'm becoming the most nice, supportive sister. Like, so nice. Like, that's why I don't trust nice people is because they're always hiding something. Like, I taught myself that. Like, don't believe them. I'm like... Yeah, the whole yeah, the whole world. <laughs> the entire world. <laughs> but it's like you don't don't trust nice people because I was like uh being super supportive, like agreeing with everything she said, being super attentive. Um so nice. Until she like wasn't I was trying to get her to like go uh go like brush her teeth or something so that I could somehow disguise that I hadn't pooped. Anyways, this got really sloppy. Um but anyways, yeah. Um, so by the end, I just had to eventually just like dismount and reveal it like a prank. Like, fuck, got you, pooped on your bed. Yay. Gotcha. Pooped on your bed. That was Maggie Beasley. Yay. Hey, Maggie, just for your own um, information, you did uh, eight and a half minutes. So that was great and really entertaining and a long time. So I don't know, that, that was awesome. Uh, she's pooped in her pants. She's never pooped in her pants, but she pooped on the bed. Even better. Keep your hands clapping, everybody. Maggie Beasley, yay! <laughs> Handling hecklers with the greatest of aplomb. Uh, hey, just so everybody knows, um, comedy shows are a conversation that you don't engage with. You engage by clapping your hands, smiling with your face, and laughing. Those are the noises that you're allowed to make. For your next comedian, you're going to laugh your asses off for him. All the way from Seattle, I think he lives with us now forever. I hope he does. Put your hands together, everybody. Don't poop in your hands, just put them together. It's Mauricio! Thank you, yes. Man, wow. Man, pooping in the bed. <laughs> I was like, that's insane, man. Oh, well, you guys are bouncing? I needed that. I needed that laughter. All right, good, man. All right, nice, man. I was, I was like, well. I always need that guaranteed laugh, you know? I was like, I like those people, man. Man, one thing I've been talking about right now is like, man, I am really frustrated with like the whole Donald Trump thing. Like, uh, all I can say about America is like, I've been happy that like gay people got the rights, right? That was a great thing, right? But the only thing they hate that happened afterwards in America, everyone's like, hey, let's be racist one more time, huh? <laughs> like, I think it'll be fun hating Mexicans again and Arabs, you know? Let's do it one more time, right? USA, let's do this shit, you know? And it's like, I don't understand why everyone's back to hating Mexicans again. It's like, what did we do that was so bad? Just clean all your tables and, like, you know, fix everything, right? You know? It's like, and the one thing that pisses me off about the whole Arab thing, it's like, look, I understand, like, it was sad that what happened in Paris, right? Even, you know, it's like, what, 120 people died, right? That was CIA, not Arabs. Oh. Okay, wow. All right, that was the truth right there. But either way, even if it was, like, Arabs, right? It's like, do you realize that, like, Arabs have been bombed since the 1970s by Western civilization? It's pretty fucked, man. Like, that's kind of intense. Like, you, like, a guy, like, he's probably, like, barbecuing in peace, right? And he sees bombs since the 1970s, right? And he's, like, trying to, like, 
or like wrestle his friend in oil in peace, right? And he still sees bombs, right, being dropped, right? And it's like he turns on the TV and he sees that America right now has a new Rocky movie and America's looking forward to a new Star Wars movie and there's plenty of racism and plenty of black people being shot. What has changed from 1970, guys? It's like you're not evolving, right? It's like at that point, it's like, hey, why not get a gun? Go shoot up a cafe. What? That's how it works. That's how. That's the economics of being fucked over. You know, it's like I would take it to that level. I wasn't impressed though, because you know, like 120 people in Paris. That's uh, four days in Juarez, Mexico, with no heads. You know, it's like that's the minor leagues of. Uh, yeah. Man, I hate that she's stealing all the show. Right? You're like, damn. It. God damn it. Ugh. That damn bathroom lady. It's like, I like how she stayed for that shitting joke, but leaves for. In- once intelligence gets brought to the table, you know, like that's what scares these people is intelligence. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. It's like, man, it's like one thing. It's just like so frustrating about also like how people think that like Donald Trump has no chance, right? You know, like that is so stupid. Like it's like you guys have elected George W. Bush twice, you know, like you're dumb as fuck from my point of view, right? It's like you guys have made the same mistake that my mom has made. Like, you know, getting fucked over by a guy twice, right? And being alone to pay the bill. Yeah. Quit looking over there. It's distracting, damn it. (laughs) Pay attention to everybody's eyes in the room. The attention's on me, man. This is why why I talk about myself a lot, man. Damn right, man. I hate when people come up to me and they're like, man, you talk about yourself a lot, man. And I'm like, well, all the bullshit you guys say ain't that interesting. (laughs) It's like... You know, like the, I, that's kind of made me think, though, when I said that. You know, I was, like, joking at the time. But then I hate how they always say, like, millennials, they always have headphones and, like, a phone interface. And I'm like, come on, man. It's like old people have lied to us. I don't really trust Generation X, you know? It's like, it's kind of shitty, right? So I'm going to keep listening to Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. In peace. Are you guys Aerosmith fans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't stop thinking about that guy because I had uh, my second hippie trip ever the other day. So where you do acid and mushrooms at the same time. Yeah, oh, flip, man. I'm finally trying to get hip to this bait thing, you know? I was like, wow, man. That high was the high that I've been searching for my whole life, you know? Yeah. I, like, it's like pussy's definitely in third place now, you know? Yeah. That's the one thing. It's like, man, I got laid the other day. Um, and the one thing is it's different for me, man. In the middle of it, I'm like, all right, this feels good. I guess I'm back on it. And then my brain's like, you know you don't love her. I'm like, damn it. I read I ain't fucked, you know? It's like, because I read too much French poetry and it's like, I actually have a heart, you know? So it's kind of like, the game gets harder and it's like, what if she gets pregnant? What are you going to do? And I'm like, damn it, man. I'm a good guy, but I would run away, you know? Like, that's the big thing. I view, like, women a lot different now, guys. You know, it's like, every time I see a woman, it's like, spoiler alert, she could get pregnant, right? Like, like when Beyonce is shaking that ass, you know, and they're like, oh, man, she's so hot. And I'm like, she could get pregnant. My Mexican semen is very strong, you know? And when that goes down, it's like, I will run away because I don't have that much cash. You know, it's like, she would make me work or something, you know? Um, wow, man. One thing I've been contemplating is uh, I saw the movie uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And that movie's about, like, guys living with, like, you know, people living with cartoon characters. And I was thinking that would be fucked, right? If, like, that was real and Minnie Mouse was real. And, like, I just got out of a relationship. I'm heartbroken. My boys take me to the bar to cheer me up to hit on women, right? And they all score really early. I'm left alone. I see Minnie Mouse at the end of the table. 
And I'm like, I like your ears, right? And you take her home, right? And you realize that you're fucking a mouse, you know? And you accidentally get her pregnant because you didn't use a condom. And then she calls you the next day. She's like, hey, I just had 20 kids. Uh, they're yours. And I'm like, fuck. You know, like, I better run fast, you know? Because Speeding Gonzalez looks like he's fast, you know? <laughs> All right, thank you. Yay! He has 20 mice children in another dimension. How awesome. Yay, Mauricio, yay! <laughs> Now, all, every time I see a mouse, I'm going to see a little tiny Mauricio face with a little jauntily askew Santa hat, and that will be a lot of fun. Uh, your next comedian has an amazing show next Tuesday, the 15th, at the Parkside, and if you don't go, you're an asshole. It's only $5. It's going to be amazing. He has both Natasha Muse and Kasim Bentley, two amazing headliners, uh, also Paul Serverd, but uh, he's going to do a set, too, which will be awesome, and there's other comedians. You guys are going to love him. He's he's stepping up in the world of comedy because he's done with his first year. He's in his sophomore year of comedy, assholes. Put your hands together. It's Tommy McGuire. Yeah, assholes, fucking jerks. Please come to my show. It's fucking Gilbert Grave. I don't know you, but you can come to my party, please. Oh man, where'd Marisa go? There he is, little Mexican Santa. You're adorable, man. You ha- have you taken that off? I've seen you for the last two weeks rocking Santa stuff, man. All right, all right, man. You really are Catholic. You're fucking running away from babies instead of just killing them, like you know, white people. It's easy, man. Why get it while you still can? Cause yeah, if Trump goes in, like, <laughs> fuck, man, population's gonna rise. It's gonna be bad. How's everyone doing? Cool. I kind of, you know, I this is I'm not I didn't write anything. I'm not doing anything funny. Um, or anything written down. I was hoping to have those people to just talk to. That would've been a killer five, but not so much. How you doing? What's up? Hey, girl. I'm all right. You had a good day. Yeah. Took about uh, 25 teenagers to explo- not exploratorium, Academy of Science. They all came back. It was cool. We all learned stuff. <laughs> I got to go in free. I've never been there because it's always like 25. Man. Yeah, I don't want to learn. It's cool. <laughs> you know, like, and it was cool, man. I, I hate that about myself. I'm such a fucking hater. Like, I don't leave my neighborhood. I don't, I don't go to another bar. Invite me somewhere. And I'm like, eh, it's not, you know, it's out of my comfort zone. I'm too comfortable in my comfort zone. I don't like being brought out side of that and it's until like a bunch of adorable teenagers that they're like come on down I'm like, all right holy shit these fish are cool and fucking you know i'm like i got like i got a little bit of love in my heart today it's weird it's nice not, not usually like that but uh yeah. where are you new to the city or are you just new to mutiny i haven't seen you around new to comedy. really nice all right i see you're not that bad okay um <laughs> i wasn't okay but uh yeah, sa- same here. Now try to make it a five-minute. Yeah, dude, I can. That's what I'm trying to riff a little bit, just because I can be funny conversationally, conversely, conversely. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, convertibles. Um, but then I can't put it together for five minutes to save my life, and I, like a dumbass, decided to book myself with heavy hitters in the fucking local comedy scene at Parkside. It's gonna be great, and. Stop poo-pooing Paul fucking Sanford. You're going to miss him when he's gone. Okay? Oh, you're, now you're going to harm me? I know. I know. I know. I know, but I... I, I, we t- I took him for granted. When I first got here, my first couple months doing comedy and all that, when he was doing fucking uh, feedback, I just be like, oh. And I still kind of am, but it's kind of like, a, you know, like... It's like your racist grandpa. Like, you don't want to... Oh, I don't want to, like, fully deal with him, but... 
he's your grandpa, man, you know? And he's like, kind of like Mutiny's grandpa. But anyway, I booked him, because I just want him to start off the show just fucking this thing, you know? He gets excited and shit. It's awesome. It's adorable, dude. And I just want him to set the fucking show off. But anyways, uh, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I can break it down the best way like this. Like, going up to that sexy-ass, like, hipster black girl at the bar or whatever, just, that's my shit. But, like, you're, whatever your shit is where you're, where you're too chicken shit to fucking actually talk to her or even, like, you know, just break the ice, whatever, you up, I went up and did it, man. I went up and talked to her. It was, it was charming. I got her number. Now, the 15th is time for the date, and I am gonna blow it. I know it, man, but, hey, fuck it. I don't care. It's gonna be a great time. Uh, hey. Fingers crossed and inserted. Um, it's a good move, right? Y'all, you guys know that about that one? Welcome to your 30s. You gotta figure some shit out, man. Fucking A. So you gotta start eating pussy and meeting it, because... No, I just, I took, I took pussy for granted, man. I was just like, oh, it's never going to end. It's fucking, you know, I'm awesome. My dick stays hard no matter how many shots of whiskey I get. It's cool. Now I'm in mid-30s and I'm just fucking like, oh, sorry about that. Just sit on my face. I'll make it up to you. Come on. And, you know, it takes, it takes a while, but fucking, you know, you learn to love it. I really do. I got into face-sitting porn. It's something, it's weird, man. They fucking slap them and shit. It's kind of hot. I'm, I'm trying not to look at you when I'm saying this. I'm trying, I'm trying to get, like, you know, it's all, well, I'm trying to look at you when I say this. How you doing? You're Dave Roth, right? No, okay, sorry. Oh, my fault. There's another guy. I uh, I got real scared on Facebook because of uh, Dave. The other Jew. Sure. Roth? Rothstein is Jew. Roth? Is Roth Jew? Anyways. Uh, my childhood bully was named David Roth. And if you think I'm a wigger, who child, you have no idea. This dude took the cake, but like the like the juggalo, anyways, and he tried to uh, uh, Facebook friend me. I was like, no, Ugh. and then I saw like our friends, and he was a comedian, and I felt bad, and he's a good guy, and uh, that was a cool story, right? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, so you're fully white. Well, uh, so you're white, white. Yeah, it's like my parents. Like I was, I was, I was raised by uh, like basically German Irish, but they're like we're French, Dutch, Irish, Lebanese, fucking all this. Well, not Lebanese, no, just all the white cult, you know, whatever. And I got, I got to fucking find out that I was actually halfies, halfies. Both parents were raised or born in other countries, came here, and something happened. I, so it's fucked up about my adoption, man. I'm fucking beautiful th- for 35. Sorry. I got a ha- I got a ha- haircut. I'm feeling myself today. I was c- kept checking myself out on the fucking windows, but uh, usually I hate myself, and I got a r- little reason to fucking feel good. Okay, so let me just stroke my dick in front of you a little bit, and it'll all be over soon, guys. Don't worry. Right? Where's the fucking? Anyways, but uh, yeah, I got, I lucked out in a genetic lottery. Like my brain is fucked. Like my my birth father was in uh, rehab in f- at 15. I know very little things about my birth parents, but like yeah, he had drug problems at a young age. And so that addictive personality is certainly in me. And uh, my mother had uh, some, some, some weird brain stuff too. But on the outside, man, come on. I dare you to look this good at 35, huh? Okay, hold on. I dare you to look this okay at 35. All right, I don't have that big of an ego. I'm not that big of a fucking asshole. Um, but, you know, I'm just, you know, hey, when you got nothing going, you're 35 and live with five other dudes with no career, and you're trying stand-up and just your ego is just taking beating and all that, you know, if you can look in the mirror and be like, all right, 
That's all I can. That's all I can do. Okay, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you gotta love yourself a little bit. You know, whether it be uh, surface bullshit or or whatever. You got a nice dick or you got a nice face. Uh, you got awesome nappy little hair. Mm. Uh, you just gotta just fucking feel yourself, girl. Like it's nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up and ap- appreciate for the extra time, Pam. But uh, yeah, and please. Please come out to the parks on a Tuesday. It's going to be great. Five bucks. We got tots. Listen, I am doing a 10-minute set. Might only be five. But we have a patio. You can't even hear me. There's top tater tots. In the back, we have a kitchen, tater tot. You can just go all the way in the back, come back, and be like, great set, man. I'm like, yeah, cool. It, it's fine. The rest of the show, Paul Sanford, hosted by Mean Dave. Mean Dave is great. Jesse Hett. Love Roman Jesse. Leo. Great show. Natasha fucking Muse and Kasim Bentley for five fucking dollars. Fuck with it. I'll fuck with you, all right? Let's go, guys. All right, thank you very much, guys. Yay, Tommy McGuire. Just so you knew, you did seven and a half minutes, so you're so close to that 10, that magic 10. You can easily, and you didn't, like, do any jokes tonight, so obviously you can do 10 minutes, you dumb fuck. It is going to be a great show, though. I mean, he really did put together a killer lineup. I mean, if you want to put together the best, he certainly did it. Um... And I don't dislike Paul Sanford. He just makes me nervous, you know? When he shakes in his seat and he, like, tries to confront you about things that don't make sense, it's like, I can't get into your world, bro, because I live in reality. I mean, when I don't want to be in reality, I take acid, and then I tell people I'm on acid. So then they know that what I'm saying when I'm talking about the cats being aliens from outer space and running my life and all of my feelings, that makes sense because I'm on acid. You see, there's a difference there. Uh, I am connected right now with the world. And you guys all need to go to that show next Tuesday the 15th at the Parkside. Only $5. It's going to be great. Support Tommy McGuire. He's been supporting the station for a long time. Yay! Uh, So does your next comedian. She's great. She's like quickly become one of my favorite people uh, because she's really smart and funny and she does when you say you're going to meet her somewhere she's there and she's like uh, I, I, I trust her that's nice uh, put your hands that's weird for a comedian you're like I trust this comedian she's not going to fuck me over because uh, and I think that's better with women like I think they when they say something they actually really do mean it more than men do that's just that's just social commentary but put your hands together everybody it's Tess Berry <laughs> Like, when the host starts to introduce you and say nice stuff, you're like, is it me? (laughs) Are we sure? One time you, like, named my alma mater, and I was like, is someone else here? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Um, Speaking of uh, Paul Sanford's medication, I went to the doctor the other day and um, got a prescription, and I realized that um, medicine is just like a giant game of would you rather. Like, would you rather have a limp dick or be constipated all the time? Would you rather not sleep or sleep when you don't, shouldn't be sleeping? Like, that's just like what all medicine and side effects are, and uh, we all lose. Just thought you should know. Uh, Speaking of limp dicks, I went to uh, Catholic school Anybody else go to Catholic school? <laughs> yeah, doesn't, you know, 20s, 30s, shots of whiskey, it's always limp dicks. Um, yeah. Yeah, also, I'm sorry, Mauricio, who's not here, but who said Beyonce would fuck you? Sorry, I was just, hol- I was, 
I was holding it in for a really long time. Uh, yeah, that's an assumption. Grandiose. Yeah, I went to Catholic school, and they teach abstinence at Catholic school. And um, it's also, they teach you it's a, a mortal sin to masturbate. Um, but, you know, they separate you, the boys and the girls, and they tell the girls, you know, Mary was a virgin, and women's bodies are temples. And I thought that women masturbating was a myth until into my 20s, until, like, I saw, like, Broad City and stuff like that. Like, I thought it was just, like, porn. And then... Um, my friends took me to a sex store and I was like, oh, it makes sense now. Um, and then the boys, they're just like, yeah, you guys just like, don't jerk off that much, please. Just like, try not to, and it, like, just don't talk about it that much. You know, just like, try not to touch your dick constantly. Um, and it was, it was just mi mixed signals, mixed signals. So I kind of grew up with a, a very, um, like most Americans, really not healthy relationship with the idea of sex. And I was talking to someone at lunch today, and uh, I realized that if I like touch someone's genitals, I can't think of them as a human person with feelings. <laughs> not because, not because like I don't deal with feelings, but if like they're like a human person with feelings, then like they're a person, and that scares me. <laughs> like they like saw my genitals. That's like really freaky. <laughs> so it's just a safety mechanism for myself. I think that's how that works. Do you guys um, ever wonder what Satan's Wi-Fi password is? 666, duh. I think it's Beelzebub. <laughs> Do you guys think he has Comcast or that he just runs it? <laughs> Everyone likes a good Comcast joke. Sorry, I'm in a weird mood. It's not like... Lately, I've been feeling about my jokes the way I feel about my wardrobe. Like, I just, like, look at it, and I'm like, oh, I hate all of it. I don't want to wear any of it. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I don't want to see anyone. I'm just going to lock myself in my room. My um, parents got a dog recently, and we were trying to think of a name, and every time we think of a name, like, my brother's like, no, I knew someone named Jake in school, and he was a dick. And I was like, then what about dick? Uh, and they're like, no. And, you know, we can't pick a name. We can't decide on a name. And so I was, just, I was just like, why don't we, like, we all used to like Dave Matthews Band. Um, like, why don't we just name it, like, hoop, chicka cha <laughs> Hoop, yeah, yeah. And like, do the, do the dance. That's my Dave Matthews impression. But my dad was like, no, I don't like Dave Matthews. And I was like, fine, we'll do Michael Jackson. And just like, hee <laughs> hee. It's, it's their dog's name now. It doesn't get much done. At dog parks, everyone gets really um, confused. Uh, similar to how I feel right now, because I don't have another joke picked, but I'll just pick one. Um, have you guys ever thought about the fact that stuff becomes uh, instantly really sad when you do it alone in a hotel room? <laughs> like, um, like eating? Eating alone in a hotel room, it gets really sad. If you did it in your apartment, it wouldn't be that big a deal. Uh, drinking alone gets really sad when you do it in a hotel room. Masturbating. Masturbating gets kind of sad. Oh, it's fun. Oh, it's still fun, but you're like, you like, afterwards, you're just like a little tear, like just like one small-sized tear, and you like wonder how you got there. Like usually when I masturbate, I just fall asleep. But I, like, the, I, I have an existential crisis, and then, you know, call my mom 
And that's much weirder when you're alone in a hotel room drunk and you just masturbated. Yeah. <laughs> it gets weird. It gets really uncomfortable. And uh, she gets sad too. I've been trying to um, be more productive lately. Uh, I've been reading all those, you know, BuzzFeed articles about life hacks, how to hack your life, make it more productive. Um, but I'm not very good at those things. So I decided to try my own thing. I decided to become my own loan shark. Uh, because I realized, like, I'm, I'm an emerging adult. That's what I would be categorized as. Uh, and I'm just now realizing that there's nothing keeping me from eating the cookies. Like, my mom's not there to be like, no more cookies. And, I, like, just recently I was like, oh, my God, I can have as many cookies as I want. <laughs> and there's nothing keeping me from the cookies. So I was like, all right, I got I to, gotta, like, keep myself in check here. So I'm my own loan shark. So, you know, if you eat those cookies, I'm going to break your legs. Um, as you can see, I'm standing here, and I also had a sleeve of cookies today, so <laughs> I'm not a very good loan shark. Uh, but I am trying to be more productive. I'm also trying to find a new vice. I need a new vice. I don't really, like, have any. I'm trying to, like, edge up my look, you know? Get a little more edgy. Uh, I guess, like, if I, had, if I had to say I had a vice right now, it's um, drinking. But like I said, like, I'm trying to become more productive. So I think I might switch to cigarettes. I think I might try cigarettes. Yes! They seem kind of awesome, because you, like, you're at a party and you're in a conversation, and you can just be like, hold that thought. I have an excuse to leave this situation for 15 minutes <laughs> and conveniently forget about this so we don't have to keep this going. Yeah, so I think I might try cigarettes. Um, it's also cool, like, you know, if you have an addiction, like, you, you wake up and you're like, oh, I gotta go get a pack, and then you, you know, get out of bed and go do stuff. Like, drinking, you, do, you don't get out of bed. And like I said, I'm trying to become more productive, and I think cigarettes are the answer to that. Except that my grandma has, like, one-third of her left lung, so that's kind of a turn-off. I don't know. Cool. Um, you know what? I've been wanting to do this one. I haven't done it in a while. I'm gonna do it. So I've been, uh, you know, here in San Francisco, the land of the entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. I wanna be one. So I'm gonna make my own business. I'm gonna become a business owner. I'm gonna start a phone sex chat line. Uh, but I don't like talking sexy, so I'm going to do it uh, uh, as an, an impersonations. So, so <laughs> sorry, someone, someone will call in and they'll be like, uh, yeah, I'm really into uh, Christopher Walken. And I'd be like, okay, cool. All right, just give me a second. What are you wearing? <laughs> you wanna fuck? <laughs> and then someone would call in and they'd be like, I'm really into uh, Dave Matthews. Yes. Dancing Nancy's. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not working. It's not gonna go well. I have like zero funding. My mom once sent me $100 and I, I wrote it off as a donation, so 
That's how that's going. But it was after I called her and I was crying, so. Uh, all right, bye, guys. Have a good one. Yay! Deep cuts of death, death Dave Matthews from Tess Berry. Yay, Tess, yay! Yay. If I was a better host, I would have put some Dave Matthews band music behind her there, though. Uh, because when I listened to them, when it was 1995, I was just about to graduate from college, and you were barely born. <laughs> so that's cute. I could be your mom. Uh, you're, it's apt, I, no, I think you're a little too old. I mean, unless I was a super teen mom. I would have had to have you when I was like 17 for, for me to be your mom. I'm in. It's possible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you if, you're, if I'm your mom, and you're going to say yes. Am I your mom? Yay! I win! Yay! Because I'll never have any children because I respect the way my body looks. Uh, our <laughs> no, seriously, all these bitches are like, I want to have a baby. I'm like, you are so dumb. You will never be hot at 41, you dumb bitch. You're going to look like a mom. I see them on Facebook, right? All the people I went to high school with, and they look, they're 41 just like me, except they look like they're 41. <laughs> That's what happens when you have three kids and live in Danville. Stupid. Get back in your mom van. Go to soccer practice. You're late. Your next comedian, funny guy, he has a website. It's called JustMeAndChicks.com. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Ed Ant. You just, you just stole my closing bit. You just stole it. You stole the thunder. The thunder's gone. It's gone. I was promoting you. All right, fine. Well, as long as you're promoting the website. (laughs) Check it out. There's actually a podcast that I did with Sean McKenzie. Half hour length. Enjoy it. Probably more than Pam enjoyed stealing my thunder. All right, so let's uh, let's get back to my little clippings here. My name is Ed, and I'm a bit of a bum. I spend all of my days playing video games, watching as much porn as will keep my eyes from bleeding out, and smoking weed whenever in between. And according to the city and county of San Francisco, I'm looking for work. I want to buy a laundromat, not because I love cleanliness, because I know that just by strategically placing a few broken machines, I can be a millionaire. I know I'm at least sort of an asshole, because I put the milk back in the fridge when it's empty, and I live alone. There's no way to know how intimidating the words nice phone are until you say them as a large black man. So it turns out that having long, unending staring contests is no way to get a fuck buddy. I wish I knew that last night before I punched that crippled kid at that party. I saw a book on public speaking the other day on top of a garbage can. I picked it up, I read it, and I learned something very important. 
It belongs inside the garbage can. A former friend of mine explained to me the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. Now, I looked at him and I told him that he forgot all about the platinum rule. If you cite the golden rule to your friends, you're an asshole that doesn't deserve any. Lifestyles of the poor and unlovable. <laughs> Today, we look at Tyler Smith, a spirited 24-year-old trying to live out his dreams of making money from his first and only love, music. Now, every morning, young Tyler leaves his home to go to the local farmer's market and play his music for the people in the open air. His genre, aggressively hardcore gangster rap. <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed, and the other day I was smoking with my friend and I started to cough a lot. My friend noticed it and he said, you know, you should get that checked out. It could be the walking pneumonia. Now, I know what you're thinking but I know for a fact that I don't have the walking pneumonia. You know how? Because we were smoking weed. I feel bad for dogs. They can't talk. They're kinda dumb. They can have incompetent owners. We call cutting their balls off, fixing them. We have the nerve to call them our best friends. And again, they could shit wherever they want. So, you know. <laughs> There's nothing worse than having to sit through somebody's poetry. If it were any good, it would be written on a wall and nobody would be reading it to you. <laughs> so I'm flirting with this woman, this clever, beautiful woman. She says she's only into nice guys, so my, my plan of action is to go on three dates with her, never pay once. On the third date, get her pregnant, then wait 16 to 18 years to start talking about how big my man cave is gonna be. There's someone out there for you. Uh, There's a phrase that women only use when they don't wanna fuck you but they know that you're un emotionally unstable and they don't want to be written into your suicide note. <laughs> or so I've heard. That's never happened to me, ever. I feel sad that I can only ever meet an insignificant fraction of humanity and a large portion of them are assholes. Oregon has just become the third state to legalize recreational marijuana. Begging the question, why the fuck am I still in California? <laughs> Have you ever had someone try to convince you that celibacy was awesome? I'll bet you right now, a hundred dollars that that person wasn't tan or an atheist. Either way, there's only three people who can make you have the decision that celibacy is a good idea. Your wife, your cult leader, 
and the voice inside of your head that hates you. <laughs> Anyone here ever been friend-zoned? You know, the cultural cliche where a woman doesn't want to fuck you and they say that you're like their brother. Whenever that happens, I tell them that I'm an incest survivor. Yeah, it's not true, but if I'm not gonna get laid, I might as well fuck with them. <laughs> Time for another Lifestyles of the Poor and Unlovable. Yeah. This time we're talking about Becky with two K's and an I from Tampa, Florida. Yeah. When Hurricane Francis hit in 2004, she was left without a trailer to do meth in. Yeah. Sure, it's, it's been more than 10 years, but it's hard to make a living as a prostitute with no teeth. Give me the horn! Yeah! So, a while ago, I was a sad and lonely man. But now, I have a vision of the future, a purpose, and a meaning in life. To make podcasts at JustBeAChicks.com. JustBeAChicks.com! Visit this Sunday to hear an interview between me, Trina Roderick, and Mary Bushy. Wow. Just hit JustBeAChicks.com. It's Ed and Yay! 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 Uh, Just so you know, you did... You just did seven full minutes. Very nice. And people were laughing really hard. So congratulations. That was really great. Uh, Hey, guys. That was happy hour. And you know what? I'm happy that it ended a half hour early because that means that I get to relax before Pamtastics, which makes me very, very happy. Uh, The winner of the guest set on Pamtastics was uh, your very own Tess Berry. So stay tuned for her and listen to that set. Uh, Starting at 8 o'clock, the sets will be uh, Pam Benjamin, Eric Krasner, Tess Berry, Theo Hull, Kat Wagner, Noah Gain, Ira Sumner, Aaron Barrett, and your headliner, Christopher John. Uh, so stick around. It's free for comics if you want to stay. Uh, bring your own beer. We're going to set up the door for everybody else. The throngs of people that will be flowing in for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, 8 to 10 p.m. every Friday here at MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, Just so you guys know, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is going to be happening March 2nd through 6th. We have some really great sponsors, uh, PBR and uh, Alta California Botanicals and Asiento and SF Eagle and The Brainwash and a bunch of local artists. And we're still working on more. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be a great time, you guys. Really, you can buy tickets online starting now on universe.com. So... Check it out. We're trying to be fucking legit, you guys. I'm even going to get us a performance license. What? Yeah. Being legal is important. I don't know. I don't I haven't I don't believe in that shit, but I guess I have to. So, uh, stay tuned. Listen to some nutcracker bullshit. I used to be a ballerina for 23 years. So this is right in my wheelhouse. I'm going to beret my way out of here, do a little do some, do some uh, pot de berets across the floor, maybe a couple PK turns, a grand jeté if I feel like it. And we'll see you guys at 8 o'clock for Pamtastics.